Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. Gentlemen, welcome to the I Work For Him Show. We got Bob Collins, Jay Fechtel, and Gibbs Wilson. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah, pleasure to be here. All right. Thank you guys, you, that's, that's when you say, okay. Thanks, Jeb. <laughs> okay. Good deal. All right. Listen, I want to talk. Let's just start off with, say, has anybody got anybody they want to say hi to? Bob, you got anybody you want to say hi to over the radio waves today? Well, yeah, my uh, wife and daughter, uh, Trisha and Mallory, are listening right now. Thanks. All right, Jay, what about you? My wife, Terry. All right, very, very nice. And Gibbs? A big shout-out to my wife, Lori, and my twin boys, Andrew and Zachary. All right, did you guys tell them you were going to be on the radio today? Yes. That's mm-hmm. good. And, and, they're, and they're all going, wow, listen, maybe we can get them to autograph a, a digital version of this, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, I'll sign the picture for you later. Hey, hey Michael, I just want to make a note. You know, it's another rainy day on Monday, but we didn't play the Karen Carpenter song, you know, but you can maybe fit that in later. Okay, listen, t- I want to start off with, because the most important thing you're going to share today is how Christ has impacted your life. And so I want to start off with you, Gibbs. How did Jesus impact? impact your life? How did you first meet Jesus? It all started back in church. My mother had had raised us going to church, Hyde Park Methodist in South Tampa, and I had a seventh grade Sunday school teacher who was amazing. She spoke as if she knew Jesus personally. She would say, she would get up in the morning and say, Lord, what do you want me to teach the kids today for the Sunday school class? And I had just never heard anyone like that. 
and she gave an invitation during that that uh, seventh grade class and to accept the Lord you know the the sinner's prayer that everyone is a sinner and needs saving and uh, you know Christ out on the cross uh, to pay for our sins and so during that class I and another good friend of mine accepted the Lord and it's been an amazing venture since then hmm, that's awesome that's awesome Jay talk to, talk to me and talk to the audience about how Christ impacted your life well I was uh, up until about 25 years old I had not had much of a relationship with God of any sort. I actually had an intellectual understanding about God, got out of college, and I had a lot of people would come up to me before and say, I'm praying for you and try to invite me to Bible studies. I never would have anything to do with it. And I'm sitting one day in a workplace and doing pretty well, about 25 years old, a couple years out of college, and just felt empty. And a friend of mine called me who was calling to share the news that he had come to know Christ. It was a good friend from high school. And I remember thinking, you know, that's a great thing for you. And long story short, uh, within about nine months after really uh, hearing a lot of uh, good information and scripture, uh, I that intellectual understanding I had turned into a real genuine faith. I, I gave my life to Christ and, and it's been a great sense. Awesome. Bob, talk, talk, talk to the audience about how Christ first impacted your life. Well, I think for me, maybe similar to Jay, that I was uh, much older, 29, and um, I was actually in a period of my life where everything was going well. Um, I was doing well in my career and business and uh, personally, but, um, you know, I just, God put it on my heart. You know, it was all ultimately going nowhere. You know, it was all leading to uh, emptiness and futility, and um, uh, he just you know, put it on my heart to uh, to start to engage with uh, a couple of other Christians and read the Bible. And, and you know, I started doing that, even with the idea that I would dispose of it, you know, that I would read the Bible in order to just be able to put it away. And, uh, of course, God doesn't work like that. And uh, <laughs> I got through, uh, like, Matthew, Mark, and halfway through Luke, and I just had, you know, the scales falling from the eyes experience. And, uh and um, yeah, it was never the same after that. That's one of the first things I do when I when I meet somebody who doesn't know Christ. I get them a Bible. I buy them a Bible, and I say, start in the Book of John, because you can't read the Book of John and come to the conclusion that Jesus was a good teacher. You either get one or two conclusions: either you think he's a complete liar, or you think he's God, because he claims to be God, and he's either one or the other. And so the the and the scriptures are so powerful. All right, Jay, we got just a couple of minutes. I want to start off with your business background. Talk about how talk about what you do for a business. Well, I, I began out of school as a CPA here in Florida, and when I came to know Christ. Uh, a lot of things changed. First and foremost, I met my wife and got married and had started having children and that kind of thing. But God had always called me to business. I knew something was going to happen there. And as I began that planning process, I began to just see a lot of scripture that applied. And I was having trouble with this concept of what I saw compartmentalization going on. I'd go to church on Sunday and I'd see a lot of Christian activity, a lot of spiritual activity. And then the work experience was more void of that and so that whole concept was stirring and and really just got encouraged to found a business on biblical principles at that time i didn't know what i was doing there weren't that many people really talking about that but there was at the time i had the uh, blessing to be mentored in that by buck jacobs who went on to found the c12 group uh, a little bit after 
and uh, that was a very meaningful experience and with a lot of challenge and encouragement in that direction uh, took that uh, began to get in touch with what God called me to do which was really to design and build things and that's what I've been doing since. So what's the name of your business? We have a couple companies. One is the Fectal Company, which is a design-build construction company, high-end single-family homes and, and light commercial. And then we have a technology business called Olive Tree Energy that is focused on enhancing efficiency of buildings, primarily in the HVAC refrigeration area. Nice. Awesome. Okay. All right, cool. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Gibbs Wilson, Jay Fechtel, and Bob Collins, and just talk about how Christ is just revolutionizing their workplace and, and what God has been doing with them on a day-to-day basis. You know, we're just getting started talking to them, and uh, so that's where the conversation is going to go. And so, Gibbs, I want you to be thinking, because Gibbs says, you know, I'm not a fast talker. I'm like, okay, so we'll get, we'll get them all ramped up. We'll do that. And Bob, before we head out, we got about 20 seconds, the National Christian Foundation, just give me the mission. Yeah, we're the local Christian Community Foundation for the Tampa Bay area. And what we do really is serve business owners and families a lot like these gentlemen here and just help them in their, in their giving as their personal foundation. So as opposed to uh, handling their, their own giving or starting up their own foundation, they can uh, team up with us and we can serve them in that. Nice. We have in our studio Bob Collins with the National Christian Foundation, Jay Fechtel and Gibbs Wilson. Both of them business guys are going to share, again, what businesses they're running and exactly how Christ is making an impact on those businesses. But this is all brought together because of the National Christian Foundation. I've known Bob Collins for a number of years now. Actually, I've known Bob longer than he remembers me, but that's okay. Uh, Bob used to be with the Christian Legacy Foundation, then they became part of the National Christian Foundation. Bob, what is the National Christian Foundation all? about? Well, yeah, as I said uh, earlier, we serve business owners and families as their personal foundation and help them give. You know, uh, we adopted a goal years ago to facilitate $200 million of giving by the year 2015. And I'm happy to report that, you know, we're 10 years into it and we're running ahead of schedule. We're actually up around $180 million of giving that we facilitated. Um, The The big idea, uh, you know, I've used this word picture of a glacier of wealth, um, that in the hands of Christians in the Tampa Bay area, there's over $300 billion of wealth. It's a massive amount. Stop there. Not 300 million, not 3 billion, not 30 billion, $300 billion of frozen, moldy Christian money. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) And our... uh, our job as a ministry basically is to work with the folks that have that wealth and to um, uh, get them to release it, you know, to inspire them about radical generosity and also to show them how, you know, to facilitate the giving and, and getting out into the hands of Christian ministry. So our vision is that ministries in the Tampa Bay area will have an unprecedented abundance uh, to do their jobs, their mission. Awesome. Okay. And if they want to get a hold of you locally here in Tampa Bay, what's your website? Yeah, the easiest way is just go to nationalchristian.com. Nationalchristian.com. All right. And we'll highlight it on my Facebook post tonight. If you want to find out more information, you can always email me, jim at iworkforhim.com. All right, Bob, back to your guests. You brought in Jay Fechtel and Gibbs Wilson. Gibbs, we didn't give you a chance before the break. Talk about, you, you talked about how Christ impacted your life. Now, you're a business guy. What kind of business do you run? I'm the owner of Alpha Omega Title. Oh, that makes sense. That's the shirt you have on. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I started the business in 1983, 31 years ago, and we issue title insurance. Uh, Our customers are sellers of real estate, uh, realtors, lenders, home builders, 
and we issue title insurance to, to the buyer when they buy real estate, and we insure the lender when they use the real estate as collateral for their loans. Now, you're talking consumer-based stuff or commercial-based properties? It's residential and residential. commercial That's throughout cool. the state of Florida. Okay. We're based in Tampa Bay with three locations, South Tampa across from Palmasio Golf and Country Club, okay. Carroll Wood right on North Del Mabry, close to Barris, and in Brandon, close to I-75 and Highway 60. I've always wanted to have lunch at Palmasia Country Club. Could you facilitate that somehow? I could. I've, I've always heard that's fantastic, but nobody's ever invited me. I don't know why. Maybe I eat too much. I don't know. Gibbs, talk to me about, you, you said during the break, hey, do you want to hear about the mundane, mundane, what do we do? Okay, you're a title guy. Okay, title's not exciting. It's contractual. It's insurance policies. It's only exciting if people really need it, but it's so important in every real estate transaction. You said, or do you want to hear about the miraculous? Share with me something miraculous of how Christ is working in your workplace. In 1997, going back a little ways, that a mortgage broker we were doing business with came to me and said, I, I want to open a branch in Carrollwood. And he wanted to have a three-in-one shop, real estate, mortgage, and title. He wanted me to, to be the title side. So we went up he looked at he showed me a, a space on bush slightly off of dale mabry and i looked at it and the next sunday i went to sunday school class and i prayed with my group should i go into business with this fellow and if so where and on the way to the lunch after that sunday school prayer i heard a voice inside my head I haven't told many people about that. Because no, I've just told 20,000. <laughs> Some people would think I was crazy, but nope. it said, you know, I heard, heard the voice say to me, if you want to penetrate the Carrollwood market, you don't want to do it from outside of Carrollwood, you know, off the beaten path. You want to be in the center, you know, on North Del Mabry, on the 14,000 block, on the east side of the street with signage so people can see you. That's a very specific voice. It was. Pretty hard to deny that that was God talking. And, you know, the next day I talked to this mortgage broker. I didn't tell him I heard this voice, <laughs> but I told him the concept of it. And he said, you know, there's a building in Carrollwood. I don't know the address, but it's somewhere up there on North Del Mabry. It's for lease or sale. And I said, let's go take a look at it. Well, it turns out to be 14,001 North Del Mabry. And it's on the east side of the street. It's got this great big sign. And so anyway, they wouldn't sell it to someone who was in residential real estate, like my partner was. And I said, would you uh, consider putting the real estate business somewhere else? And he said, no, it needs to be three in one. And, and so we looked all around, couldn't find another spot. and And so... The other option was to purchase it. The next uh, two days later, I put in a, a letter of intent to purchase. But I found there were two other full-price offers. And so I realized the, the odds are, you know, a, a third at the best that I'd get it. Well, the day after that, I was having a, a breakfast with some customers. One of the customers came up to me and said, Gibbs, you're building on MacDill Avenue is so distinctive, a two-story white colonial building with columns. 
It would be neat if you could clone that building and put it in other locations around town, like Carrollwood. And I just couldn't believe it. When he said that, I realized that the building that we were looking at was the clone of my existing building. It was a two-story white colonial building with columns. Hmm. Besides being all these other things on North Delmebury in the center of Carrollwood on the east side of the street with, with signage. And, and at that point, I knew God was telling me, you're going to get that building. The next day, the realtor called me to say, the owner of the property wants to uh, get together with you and try to wrap up a contract on this. And by the end of that day, I had a fully executed contract. And that's my building. And you're still there today. Still there today. That's a miraculous thing. All right, Jay, talk about, you've been working on, you you set up a Christ-centered business plan back, you said 87 was when you did it, right? Okay, so you've been doing that 26 years. This is the 27th year. Talk about the impact that this Christ-centered business plan, as you set it up in these two businesses you have, how's it making an impact on your employees? Well, from the very get-go, we this philosophy that we had to bring the ministry into the business is something that I found that people who would come into the business who shared that same philosophy would end up enjoying it and and just loving what they were doing because they were doing something that they love to do work-wise, but they were also getting a chance to minister, serve people, and so on. So ever since then, our company, I would call it a, a discipleship company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we seem to, people come in and grow and grow in their walk with Christ as they're also using their gifts to not only do the business but to serve others. And so I, I think that's probably been the biggest impact. And I know probably uh, 10 years ago we were trying to evaluate what are we doing ministry-wise in the business. And we stepped back and we felt like we were striving a little bit. Quite personally, I just wasn't feeling uh, that we were – it was more doing and not as – not led by the Lord as much, I felt. And so we stepped back and just said, you know, we're going to just begin praying. And that, that was the foundation of what I consider to be a greater move of God in the business, doing a lot of really fun stuff after that. Awesome. So, we're going to hear more about that after the bottom of the half hour. Bob, in the last minute, again, National Christian Foundation, you don't just work with people that have hundreds of millions of dollars. You'll work with people that have that just want to get started in a giving plan. What's the advantage of working with you as opposed to just writing a check to a nonprofit? Well, that's a great question. I think, you know, our giving fund uh, is the basic building block of everything we do. And so you can open up a fund uh, completely free of charge and organize and move all of your giving into and through that fund. Um, and by doing that, all of your giving records are all in one place. It simplifies your tax receipting and and record keeping. Um, It works a lot like online banking and bill pay where you can just go in and say send a hundred dollars to my church or whatever and just off it goes and and so from that perspective it's very convenient but it also makes it convenient to fund your giving using other things such as appreciated uh, stock and mutual fund shares, real estate, business company interests and maybe we'll touch on that in a minute. Okay. All right. Cool. So you're not just working with people that have tons of money. You're working with people that you can actually train up in generosity. So you sure. guys, you can actually encourage that. 
Yes, yes. Right. Really for anyone. That's awesome. All right. Okay. So we're just getting back in this conversation. So if you're just joining us, you haven't missed, a, well, yeah, you've missed incredible things. You'll have to listen to the archive. But as you're sitting in your car, we'll listen to the rain pitter patter on your windshield. Just turn it up a little bit so you can hear the conversation. Jay, I want to start with you. Bob says, well, Bob, I'll let you introduce it. You, you've said, Bob, that both these guys have incredible testimonies and how God has moved in them to be generous. Lead, lead into that and then lead to Jay. Yeah, I think one of the things that we do at the National Christian Foundation, which is different than a lot of um, other charities, is that we actually encourage folks to give uh, non-liquid assets, uh, such as real estate and, and business interest gifts. And um, in the case of both of these gentlemen, they've they've been able to do that over the years. So. Uh, Jay, you want to maybe talk about uh, what you've done and well, how you work I, with the foundation? You know, probably, Jim, Bob's selling himself short because NCF really has been a lot more than just a facilitator of uh, doing giving and that kind of thing. It's really been a, an encouraging organization, just a lot of great relationships, resources, materials, and things that have encouraged me in my walk with Christ in this area. I've really grown greatly. and. Uh, so it's been a real help there. Uh, we, we uh, you know, as the ministry and the business developed over the years, we were, we were doing a lot of things, uh, uh, fun things with the business and using the buildings, uh, the building company to do build, build cottages of hope out at Hope Children's Home and some other little things and uh, helping people that way. One of the things we had never really contemplated was that fact that uh, stepping back as I've really been growing, I realized God owns it all more and more. I know it's easy to say, uh, we've known that from day one, but it's a lot harder to walk out. But one of the things that NCF really helped me do was to uh, just move in a step of obedience to uh, formalize that. And they, they helped us to take a portion of our company and, and give it to the fund, which essentially then comes right back into uh, our donor advice fund and enables a very uh, advantaged uh, tax advantage and also just a a commitment uh, there on on our part to to do things and do some giving in a much more creative way. So you basically gave God a portion of the ownership of your business and set that up as the the, your, the foundation owns a piece of the business, so they get the profits directly to them. Right. So there's no taxation on the profits. It goes there tax free and then gets given away. So there's more to give away. So a little more detail to it. Bob could explain later. Yeah, but yeah, would those details kill people, though, Bob? That's, yeah, that's <laughs> the essence, though. Yeah. I mean, he owns yeah. it anyway. We might have, well, that's know. right. So did you learn that concept in Crown Ministries, or where did you learn that God owns it all? You know, that that's probably little bits and pieces from everywhere. Uh, the Bible. <laughs> that's the first place. <laughs> No, that was, you know, Crown Ministries played a huge part in my life in 1999. I finally got introduced. I've been a tither all my life, but I'd never really understood the biblical principles of finance. And it revolutionized how we lived. I mean, it changed everything. And again, it's all scriptural based and it's really a discipleship program. So if, if listeners out there haven't ever gone through Crown Ministries, you need to. It's great. Dave Ramsey's fantastic for getting you out of debt. Crown Ministries is a discipleship program to, to incorporate scripture into your financial world. It's, it's powerful. Bob, do you guys do you guys see that uh, Crown Ministries complementing uh, your work in National Christian Foundation? Absolutely, it really is amazing that over the years, um, as I've worked with hundreds of families, how many of them got their start in their journey of generosity through Crown Financial Ministries. It's been a very powerful and effective ministry over the years. Mm, that's great. All right, Gibbs, we're going to you. You mentioned how your business has been used, your generosity has been used to really help some employees at some difficult times in their lives. Uh, so you said having pregnancies, things like that. Share about that story. Well, right in the midst of the real estate crash that you know our revenue dropped by more than 50%. 
and you know we love our employees and and so we didn't diminish our overhead by 50% so we were absorbing and and paying for uh, payroll and salaries benefits for for many of the employees that we couldn't afford but but we loved them and we were hanging on as much as we could two of the employees were pregnant at the time and the business thing to do would be to to let them go they they were uh, not needed for business. We didn't have enough business for them. And so, however, the, the Lord led us to, to keep them. So we were paying for, for their salaries, you know, out of our savings. And, and by God's blessings, we had, we were able to do that. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's just one of the things where, where God, you know, leads us in decisions step by step, day by day, moment by moment. And how did how did God honor that? That's a step of faith. It's a huge step of faith. And for those of you listening that don't live in Tampa Bay, because I know we have listeners across the country, in Tampa Bay, I think when it, when the history books finally come out, if they write them honestly, the recession is going to be documented that that this area will be one of maybe two or three hardest hit areas in the country during that great recession of the late 2000s and, and, and early 2010s. I, I know that's the way it's going to be. Now, that's only if they document it honestly. I know Las Vegas was hit really, really hard. I know certain parts of Arizona were hit, hurt really hard. But our property values here dropped, I know, on the beach, 55 60%, in some places even more. Nobody was selling real estate from really 05, 06. It slowed down to a crawl. And from 07 on, nobody sold anything except for stuff that started getting foreclosed on. How did you keep the doors open, Gibbs? How did God provide for you during those absolutely the most difficult years in title since the 30s? We didn't get through those years without some blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> it, it was a tough time. And uh, just about each day, my wife was saying, you know, we could do better if if you just got a minimum wage job and rather than to pay <laughs> to have the business, you know, you know, we're losing money every day. <laughs> so, uh, but God rarely lets an opportunity of adversity like that go by without using it to affect our character and who we are in Christ. How did God use that kind of intense adversity in your life to make you the man today? What, what, what's changed about who Gibbs is today versus who Gibbs was in the height of it all in 04? Well, I'll tell you that God provides because for the two women that were pregnant, uh, God led us to keep them on. The The first one had the baby and wanted to stay at home, and so she chose to go off payroll and, and to stay at home. So that lightened the load, so we, we didn't have to force that. And, and of course, the insurance was able to pay for, for her delivery, which was very expensive. And the second gal that was pregnant, you know, we, we kept her on through the birth, and then it, it was definitely time we didn't have have the resources to keep paying her. It was coming out of savings, and so the, at, at lunchtime, when I was about to get ready to go over to the office to let her know we needed to let her go, I had received an email from her uh, giving notice that she had another job. Hmm, fantastic! So it was a praise the Lord that God provided that without doing. The thing we didn't want to do. And so God honored your commitment to them and you helped two families have children in the toughest economic times. Jay, you're building houses though. Okay, so that couldn't have been easy in the in the late two thousands either. 
So how did God how did God honor your commitment to generosity during those tough times? I think probably the biggest thing that was happening with me personally during those times was my walk was deepening with the Lord to the to the point where uh, probably greater surrender and greater dependence was going on because you're right in the in those times uh, we ran some negative years in that and. I just had a sense, and maybe I've been walking with him in the business for a good while, over 20 years, but I had this sense that he was going to provide for us and take care of us. So it became more about just trying to obey him and a lot of those little decisions like what Gibbs was experiencing and and trying to just be faithful to do what he had called us to do and truly trusting him because there wasn't out, much out there. And, and looking back, uh, God did a lot of creative things to keep us afloat. Hmm. And that's for sure. Okay, Bob, and, and leading up to the break, when I want National Christian Foundations out there, you if somebody just wants to understand what does it really mean to be generous, how do you help them? How do you get somebody started in this process? Well, we do have a lot of uh, materials and resources on our website. Uh, we have uh, quite a few videos, uh, um, kind of how-to videos, but also uh, generosity videos. Um, it could be uh, Andy Stanley or Bob Coy or, or a business owner like J.M. Gibbs just talking about their story. And, um, you know, books and, and other short items that can help you kind of wrestle with different aspects of generosity. All right. We've been talking with Jay Fechtel, Bob Collins, and Gibbs Wilson about how Christ is impacting their life through the National Christian Foundation and through the work of generosity in their lives. Gentlemen, here's what I want. I want to, I'm going to give you the pulpit. Jay, what's one thing you'd like to say to that Christian business owner out there that you think they need to hear about taking that bold step of incorporating their faith in Christ into their workplace? They already know they need to do it, but they have no idea how. Speak to them. Okay. Big topic. I'll give a, a short answer to it. About six months ago, uh, I was in my study reading out of Second Corinthians and came across a passage that just opened my eyes. I'd read it many times, and it just led me to realize something I needed to do that I thought I had done and probably have done many times in my life, and that was just to surrender. And I went over and laid on my ottoman and just gave it all to God. And... You might have thought, well, we already did that. You, you know, we've done that many times, whatever. There are just things that will happen in our walk. And I would just encourage everybody out there, uh, the most important thing we can do, I think, is just surrender our lives to him more and more when, when he shows us something and just to walk with him and trust him and not fear. I, I was a captain of fear and, and analysis and figuring things out. But when he leads, we must follow. And so my encouragement would be, surrender. Uh, you know the truth. I know the truth. We just need to give more to him uh, as much as we know to give and just obey him and trust him. Scripture says in Hebrews 11, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And we just have to believe if we walk by faith through these things that he'll reward us. Ever any regrets for putting Christ at the center of your business? Best thing I, I can't imagine. Uh, just can't imagine it would the fulfillment in doing what we've done over the years would just not be there. I'd be empty. Hmm. Unbelievable. Okay, Gibbs, what's one thing you'd like to say to that Christian business owner out there as an encouragement on incorporating Christ into their workplace? That is that that God is the the owner of everything out on the in the world, and that uh, we can trust Him to uh, well. 
to provide business, that he is the author of success, not us. Mm-hmm. None of my success was, was attained by my talent. So the thing that most impacted my business was the personal decision challenged by Buck Jacobs, who started C12 here in Tampa, to give the first hour of every day to God, and that to make it non-negotiable. Since that time, and also with journaling, I, I journal and, and I've been reading a psalm a day and, and some other chapter of the Bible. And, uh, and what I've seen is amazing transformation in my life and more fruit than I've ever had. I've been walking with the Lord 40 years. This, this last year was a thousand times more fruit than any other year prior. Just phenomenal. And it's all God. That's fantastic. I appreciate you sharing that. Okay, Bob, National Christian Foundation. You said on my show several months ago that there's over $300 billion of moldy Christian money sitting on the wayside, invested in ridiculous assets that that you don't get to take with you that could be put to work for the kingdom of God to help spread the gospel around the world. $300 billion, that's with a B, $300 billion dollars. Bob, how can we help those listeners today loosen up even their first thousand to to get it towards Kingdom Impactful Ministries? Bob, what does the National Christian Foundation do and how does it work? Well, yeah, as you said, you know, you can't take it with you. Um, But, you know, the Bible says you can send it on ahead, um, that you can invest in eternity uh, by what you do and how you live today. And in particular, with the giving of uh, financial assets. Um, but, you know, giving is a heart issue. Um, the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. The Bible says you can give everything you have in the po- to the poor, but if you don't have love, it, it amounts to nothing. And so I would just encourage folks to, um, to see what God's Word says about money and, and stewardship and giving, uh, because it says a lot. You know, they talk about 2,350 verses in the Bible uh, about money. Um, and, you know, there's a lot to celebrate in that. You know, you know, it's a very positive message of giving. It's not out of duty or guilt, but it's out of an opportunity uh, to please God and to, uh, to store up treasure that's going to last for eternity. Have you ever seen anybody, Bob, regret uh, starting to be generous? No, I never have. In fact, I like to say I've never met an unhappy, generous person, uh, and it's absolutely true. It is the true good life, as the Bible says. And it, it is really a releasing thing because a lot of people are so pent up with all of this baggage of their stuff, and when they start giving it away, it no longer has a hold on them, and it's not something they need to worry about more. Now it becomes God's responsibility in their lives. All right. Well, gentlemen, it's been a great conversation. Listen, it, it, Listeners out there, has your life been radically affected by Christ? Are you running a business but and does it look different than your competition run by a non-Christ follower? And if you're perplexed on how to incorporate your faith so that your business does look and feel different, you know, if these questions find you just wondering, how do I do this incorporating Christ into my workplace thing, then I recommend that you check out Business His Way. It's kind of an introduction to C12. It's brought to you by I Work For Him in C12 Tampa Bay. It's a biblical mentoring process designed for you to learn how to follow our Lord in your workplace. Brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay and I Work For Him. For more information, give me an e- send me an email to jim at iworkforhim.com. That's jim at iworkforhim.com. Next week on the I Work For Him show, we'll be talking with Val Harwood. Well, Val is a former CEO and now a national speaker and consultant. 
Val will share how God impacted her workplace because of her outward expression of faith in Christ. You gotta tune in next week to hear more about Val's incredible stories. Thanks to our show sponsors today, the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay, Ross Harrop with C12 Tampa Bay, Luke Andrews with Generation Mortgage, and Charles Ruttenberg Real Estate, Dan Geyer with Direct Hits Management, Gary Melanowski with Chick-fil-A, Seminole Boulevard, and Park Boulevard right there in Seminole, Seminole, Florida. And we'll have an on-location show on April 28th, a two-hour show special show. Make sure you tune in that day. Eric Most with Most Insurance, 2B1 Ministries from First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks, Marriage Mentoring for All Couples, and of course, Jim Brangenberg with Platinum Information Services. Look for the links to their company websites on our website, iWorkForHim.com. And on the I Work For Him website, you'll also find all kinds of great resources, including the show schedule, the guest schedule, and all kinds of recommending reading sources, reading resources for incorporating Christ into your workplace. Thanks to my guests today, Bob Collins, Jay Fechtel, and Gibbs Wilson. It was a pleasure having you guys on the show today. Happy to be with you. Thanks, Jim. My pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Please take time to like I Work For Him on Facebook. Just search for I Work For Him. Thanks to Mike Miracle for running the controls and keeping me on time. You did a great job, Michael. If you found today's show inspiring or challenging or just plain boring, I don't know, just send me an email. I want to hear from my listeners out there. My email's very simple. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. That's Jim at IWork, the number four, Him.com. All right, today we've been talking about how practical it is to incorporate Christ in your workplace and how God can impact your generosity as you learn to give generously towards the kingdom impactful ministries that are out there. And there are hundreds of thousands of kingdom impactful ministries out there. If you need to find out more information about uh, generous giving, look up nationalchristian.com nationalchristian.com that's all about the National Christian Foundation and click on the Tampa Bay office that's when you'll find out about that you've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host Jim Brangenberg right here on Inspiration AM 1110 WTIS I'm a Christ follower I'm a business owner but ultimately I work for him I've had a long day, I just wanna relax Don't have time for my friends, no time to chit-chat Problems at my job, wondering what to do I know I should be working, but I'm thinking of you And just when I feel this crazy world is gonna bring me down That's when your smile comes